Hey everyone, it's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. The gender gap in STEM occupations is wide in the United States, and unequal treatment at work is a leading reason why women leave STEM careers. Joining me in this episode are two dynamic women who have created unique paths and are passionate about science and engineering, as well as seeing women, particularly women of color, thrive in STEM careers. Jamita Machen owns the Software Vault, a Dallas-based IT consulting firm, and Dr. Mary Payton is a STEM author and educator, as well as the producer and host of the All About STEM internet radio show. You don't want to miss this conversation. It's up next on The Aaliyah Henry Show. Welcome, ladies. Welcome to the Aaliyah Henry Show. Thank you. Good. So glad you're here. I have to have a shameless plug real quick for everyone. So these aren't just dynamic ladies <laughs> in STEM, but they are my sorority sisters of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And so I'm excited to have them here on the show as we're talking about entrepreneurship, um, STEM, and, and the field of engineering and science. And, and why that is important. And so, um, again, Dr. Mary Payton and Jamita Machen is, are here with us um, just to have a, a, a candid discussion about some entrepreneurship stuff. So this is good. <laughs> so I, I guess what we'll do so that everyone can kind of see where we are, um, Dr. Payton, talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, and then Jamita, you can do the same. And then that way we can kind of set the tone. Okay. <laughs> well, my journey was totally accidental. I um, started my radio show almost three years ago. Mm -hmm. Just doing it, it's all about STEM radio, just doing it because I wanted to. And I wanted to bring people in, in the fields to talk about what they did, uh, to open people's minds and open children's minds of, ooh, I can do that, or, oh, mm -hmm. that's what that really is never considered it a business. And then I left and went to Korea and still did the show from there and started writing books. And when I came back, um, I had to get a tax ID and all this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, 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 I'm in business. So, but it, were, it never felt like a business and it still doesn't because it's my passion. Yeah. It's what I do, it's what I love to do. I've taken the opportunity from working with adults Mm -hmm. uh, to working with high school and middle school kids. And now I enjoy uh, working with four-year-olds at one of my local elementary schools because I think the younger you can start, uh, the more uh, you're going to get involved or find out if you like it or not. And I was surprised at how much these kids have picked up. Hmm. So have you always been excited about science and math or it, did it grow on you? I've always been always, excited always about it. 
I just didn't get that bug. I did, you know, it's so funny because I, I was a great speller. I loved to spell. I loved English. Um, and those were in social studies. So those were kind of like, and then I would cringe going into the math teacher's class. or the sci And then the science teacher would come in and say, we're going to dissect such and such today. And I'm sitting in the corner like, uh -uh. <laughs> See, I was just the opposite. And you were the opposite. I, uh, okay. You know, reading a novel is like, okay, no. <laughs> but if, if you would give me a science book or back, back then, because I'm a little bit older than y'all, give me like a book about building a car, or working on cars, loved it. Really? Wow, um, that's so cool. You know, I had to put history into context okay. because I hated it or didn't like it as much. But okay. when you started talking about um, things that were built, designed, and stuff like that throughout mm -hmm. history, then I became very excited because I'm like, wow. Okay. In high school, I went to Trimble Tech High School in Fort Worth, which was a technical school. Okay. And I always liked the science part, the biology part. So I was in um, health occupations and then also took auto body, auto mechanics. And my mother just thought I was crazy. She just left her wrong. She's happy. Let her do it. Very good. Very good. Jamita, what about your journey? Um, well, my journey to entrepreneurship is also accidental. Um, I was working for a major airline company as an architect in IT. And uh, basically, LinkedIn, you know, I love LinkedIn in case. I like I LinkedIn yeah. too. So LinkedIn, <laughs> I'm getting these crazy phone calls on my uh, phone, you know, private or overseas, thinking it's spam or you know, some some you know playing on the phone. So I finally decided to answer the uh, the call, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we're from the UK. Uh, we're a company. We're trying to break into the US, and we're trying to get into this other major airline, and we would need your help." So I'm like, "Okay." They're like, well, they're trying to interview people, and then if you interview, then you start means you start your company, and then you, you know you'll come under us, be a contractor under us. So that's how I, wow. I started my business in 2011 uh, under just some random phone call. I, I didn't meet the people until much later after I started on the contract, uh, but you know it worked out. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate of uh, LinkedIn, not only because of that, but you know other uh, other offerings it has as well. But that's how I, I got into. I never knew that. That yeah. is really cool. Yeah. That's so, you know, it's interesting now that we have such a heavy presence in the digital marketing space yes. mm -hmm. that a lot of those relationships are being met through LinkedIn right. and, or remember it's a, or if it's an opportunity or if it's an opportunity to speak. Um, really, it's kind of interesting because that's just not been the traditional way of going and asking someone you know, for business or looking right. at opportunities. But I would say the worst thing they can say is no, right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> good. Bad. I've got a lot of contracts like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your journey with STEM because I think both of you all are very passionate about it, doing conferences and teaching and all kind of workshops on STEM. Why do you feel that it's most important um, for our young people to understand? Like, why why is it that why is STEM just as important as maybe entrepreneurship? 
Well, there are so many things in STEM that you can do as a STEM entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, as we spoke earlier, you can do cybersecurity, you can do uh, training development. Uh, one of the things I had the opportunity to do, because you know, I spent 29 years in the military, but a young lady reached out to me some years ago and asked me to do writing for her. Uh, development in STEM type things like auto docs, Home, uh, home Depot, uh, teaching people how to use their cabinetry and so on and so forth. And I never met this young lady until like three years after I have, you know, did work for her. But to be able to look at things from a technical viewpoint is what she needed because she could write, she could develop training programs, but she did not know, you know, you know, the math portions or the proportions or the graphics or the physics of how things should work. And so that gave me the opportunity to really look at, wow, somebody like me can do, have a business that can get out and do these kind of things for, for people. But we don't think of that when we're younger or when we're children or as we're growing up because we don't know those things are out there. I would definitely say, I think when I was even in high school and getting ready to prepare for college, I think when I, in my mind, obviously my dad was like, you have to go. So there wasn't a prerequisite, you had to go. So you knew you were going, but I think in my mind, I thought, well, I'll probably become a teacher or do something else. I mean, I don't know. I just think that that was just, that was the path, right? Right. Um, My parents were both educators. Um, and, uh, so I, I kind of felt like, oh, that as long as I did well in those subjects or did it well enough, Mm -hmm. then I would be okay. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that we, it's so different now. And and I think the opportunities are different for this generation Mm -hmm. as well. Right. So I would think, um, with almost everything you do these days, it takes something with technology or something with math. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it differently, cooking is so that's your foundation of you know things you need to know if you want to cook or you want to like i i grew up homemaking sewing and everything so Mm -hmm. all that adding if i want to make my own dress or switch up the pattern i have to know how to do that you want to play golf you need to know physics so Mm -hmm. you know if you want to be good at it so that's true right it's not just going out there all the time and swinging the ball or even just with other sports you know running an angle football all this kind of stuff all that is really know math just you started at the basics with math and then some added in with physics so I think if uh, we teach more of that from that aspect uh, not only would they elevate in the you know educational space they might you know improve their uh, their athletic space as well but then they also have something to fall back on in the future so uh, that's true yeah and and it takes you know exposure as well I mean Mm -hmm. just like you were saying you know both your parents were educators. Uh, mine was an accountant, and my father was from the military. Okay. I wanted to be a fashion designer, so <laughs> I had my, my mind made up. But my mom was like, no, you're going to school, and you're going to be in computer science, and you're going to go to this school right here. And I'm like, okay. But it just happened to be, she just, you know, recognized my strength. Mm-hmm. I just happened to like it, and, you know, the rest is history. So uh, just having, you know, an adult or someone to see that in me, because she, she made me take computer science classes in, in high school. I didn't want to, but she did. Yeah. And she said, you're going you're gonna to keep taking them, you know. <laughs> so, 
she, she saw that saw that in me. So in your corporate journey, when you were working as an engineer, did you um, find that because you were probably, I mean, obviously there's not as many women in that field, but did you find there to be those challenges um, within the working space as what it relates to your projects or what you knew how to do? Did you find that to be challenging? It was challenging, but I, I can say kind of I was blessed to have gone to the, the school environment where I was minority, uh, not only in uh, race, but also in gender okay. in that field. So I was just encountering that already in my undergrad studies. So okay. it kind of prepared me for what to expect when I go to the to the uh, corporate America. Okay. Now, you know, it didn't prepare for the politics you have to, you know, yeah. sit back and learn about the politics. And I always say nowadays that I think a lot of the corporate politics make some of the uh, people who are going into STEM like the women, make them not like it anymore. And it's not yeah. because they don't like STEM, it's because they don't like the politics. So they just get totally out of it. Yeah. And that's un unfortunate, you know, so. Interesting. And we came from totally different generations because I'm a little older. <laughs> so my... You're wiser. <laughs> I'm a little wiser. <laughs> so uh, being a, a child of the, the 60s and the 70s, the things weren't shown to us that were out there. Mm -hmm. There were so many things we did not know about. There were opportunities that we never knew about. I was lucky enough to have the type of mother that was, uh, I knew about the Katherine Johnsons. I knew about all of these, these cool. women of color and people of color in science and she allowed me to you know reach my goals and do the things that I wanted to do despite my gender despite my ethnicity and when I went into the army I was told well you know you need to go into quartermaster or go into logistics or go into supply I'm like that's not what I want to do mm. and well they say well um, most minorities and women don't succeed in the chemical corps because I was a chemical officer. Okay. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> um, my background was biology. And I'm like, okay. So they don't. That's not to say that I won't. Yeah. And um, when I came back from being stationed in Germany, I wanted to teach nuclear physics, uh, radiation. And uh, the head of the school, he's like, get out of my office. I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah, he's like, that's not going to happen. Get out of my office. I'm like, oh okay. So I went through my officer advanced course. Uh, obviously, I did well in it mm -hmm. because he came to me and said, you're going to teach nuclear physics. I'm that's like, that's exciting. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's a whole different time. And just like Jamita said, I didn't see a lot of people that look like me, either by ethnicity or gender, but that didn't stop me. Mm -hmm. That's good. So you each have like these very niche roles, you know, and within your businesses, you know, so, you know, you talked about the radio show and then of course, Jamita, you're running your IT firm as well. Share with us some, some lessons that you have learned over this past year <laughs> regarding <laughs> to entrepreneurship. I'm going to let you start. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll say one of the biggest lessons have the other trinity 
which is like make sure you have an accountant, a lawyer, and a financial planner when you start out. So, uh, yes. Make sure you're structured right. Uh, everything is correct so for your taxes, everything. Um, also, the support system. Make sure that is there. It's huge. You know, some it's not always happy days, so you need someone there to push you through. And then also, you know, with your your tribe, as I call it, um, mm-hmm. they might need to fill in. You know, like we're here today, they might need to come. Hey, can I need you today? Can you come help me with my show? Can you come help me do this? And they help fill in. You know, because some of those days your cash flow as a small business owner is not how you would like it. Yeah. Uh, just to keep it real. So um, I think you know those things. I've, I've learned and relationships so yeah. just definitely out all the time meeting different people uh, relationships um, definitely matter mm-hmm. I would definitely will, will say that you know it's interesting how when people think oh you've got this podcast so you know usually people are like oh yeah you're just behind a mic and a couple of things and right. I'm like no there's like other little pieces that are going to it and it's funny that you said that because earlier for the um other show I had a friend of mine who was actually filling in for one of our (laughs) interns who just started working so again it is like you do you have to have be able to have people that can help right and so certainly I agree with you wholeheartedly um but people do have to understand that that it's it is a different grind it's Mm -hmm. a different um animal to say the least but it's fun yeah um but definitely like having those People that understand that and can understand it is important. It is so important. And um, on the other hand, just like you say, you have people. They twice this year I've had people not be able to show up on my show. Oh, okay. Uh, because, <laughs> so when, when I first came back from South Korea, I was so I was twelve months out with people that were oh. already on my show. I had uh, in those twelve months, I had two people that couldn't show up. So I. Um, Asked my son, who is media production, I said, you got to come on the show. (laughs) He comes on and does a wonderful job, brings uh, some of his other media production people on. And and I got excited because they started talking about how to put on the show, what you have to do, what equipment you need, how to edit it. And I'm like, this child is phenomenal who kid is this <laughs> and then Your. Uh, my, and then another show I, I I called my sister and my cousin I said y'all have to come on the show and they were like what are we going to talk about <laughs> and they came on the show and talked about how our families pushed us to be who we are uh, my cousin is my double cousin my mother and her brother married a sister and a brother and uh, yeah, that, that, that we just had too much fun because we all got punished the same way. We all got loved the same way. But uh, they talked about how our parents pushed us mm-hmm. because all of us went to college. Uh, all of us either went to college or got a skill and we've all been successful in one way or another. So it was like, we didn't have a choice. Yeah. It was either you're gonna do this or you may not live tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Wow, that's funny. So as we talk about, and Jamita, you brought this up um, in terms of networking. Talk about some of those networking opportunities that have really hit home for you. Um, And and same thing with Mary. I mean, it's so interesting because I often have people reach out to me and they'll say, 
I just hate networking. Like, okay, Aaliyah, what do you do? <laughs> and it's hard. I mean, it's hard for me because I'm, I'm a very people-oriented person. But I will tell you, sometimes I do get overwhelmed at the, the networking process. And I think having a business is difficult. So many things are being asked of you and thrown at you. And then you're like, I don't even know which one to go to. So are there tips and um, that you guys have when you're trying to decide like on what networking opportunities are good? What things do you seek out as uh, entrepreneurs as well to kind of help move your businesses forward? So I agree. Uh, just starting out, that was the lesson learned. Like you get a, a lot of events that you would like to attend, but then you come back like, when do I get to work? Yeah. So uh, basically, just learning that you need to be intentional with uh, the networking events that you go to. Some posts, you know, who's going to be there. So that might be someone I want to meet when I'm there. So I see who's on the list. Okay, uh, I can go to this event. They have several people that I, I want to introduce myself to. Um, other networking opportunities is when I'm going out to learn. I like to learn. I mean, just because you went to college doesn't I mean you learn how to, you know, these, these streets, these uh, entrepreneur yeah. streets are, are different. So I'm always learning and I meet different people there or I see the same people. So then you end up building a relationship with those people. And uh, also volunteer, I like to volunteer different places. So uh, volunteering, I see some of the same people over and over. They get to know you, we get to know each other, what, what each other, um, what we're doing. And, and then some of those become where they refer you like to different people. So that helps with uh, business as well. I mean, it's like relationship equity. And she's so right, and um, because I'm retired, supposedly, that ain't working. <laughs> but um, the volunteering has been really helpful to me, especially on the business aspect, because one of the ladies that I volunteer with at the museum, she has her little business, she's been doing it, and she, she sat me down, she goes, okay, you need to do this, this, and this, and you're a veteran, you need to find some organizations, and you know, I had to do a business plan and all this, but I would have I would have been just treading water trying to figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. And she's a volunteer, but I mean, she's awesome. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I the the uh, social media, LinkedIn, Facebook. When I was in South Korea, I was gonna stop the show. I'm like. I don't know anybody over here. We don't even speak the same language. I'm a principal. <laughs> I've got to work all day. But I just reached out to people on LinkedIn and Facebook, and I met like some of the most phenomenal people. That's um, I mean, I have had guests from India, England, Vietnam, Canada, Tanzania. Um, United Arab Emirates and a few other places, but I would have never met those people. Right, um, that's true. Except on on uh, social media, and these people have been like just awesome, and we've still stayed connected a lot. That's so that's really good. It's interesting, um, and I kind of for me too networking. You know, it is very intentional for me as well, mm -hmm. as I feel like as an entrepreneur, you could get stretched way too thin. Right. And so I typically, you know, for one, I always set something every quarter. Like, no matter what, I'm definitely doing something every single quarter. Mm -hmm. um, and then I try to, similar to you, Jamita, I try to think about, 
is it something that I can go and learn? Or is there something where I really just want to go and just find out what other people are doing and just really having an opportunity to meet someone? And so, um, and then it becomes less overwhelming uh, because again, I think just that day-to-day -day of running your own business um, is challenging, but then you've got to think about how do you make sure that everyone knows about all of it? Right. You know, especially um, it's challenging for, for me because I have the podcast, but then I also have a consulting business. I don't think a lot of people really realize that because they see the big yeah. the big part of it. They're like, oh yeah, the podcast go great. I'm like, I'm like, they're like, you're so you're working on that? And I'm like, no, I'm actually working. Like I have like client work now. So, you know, it, it is kind of weird. So I'm still having, I have to market that business. I have to cultivate mm -hmm. those relationships um, so that that firm can, can get grow stronger. And then now I have consultants in that, in the firm as well. So I feel like the livelihood is not just me. Right. It's, yeah. it's of my consultants trying to get better as well too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good. Hmm. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So we talked a little bit about that family support, but what do y'all do for self-care? Because that's, you know, always the big question. Everybody wants to know about self-care, <laughs> you know, but as an entrepreneur, it's like, yeah. you know, so are there things that you enjoy doing to kind of break up the monotonous of family and kids and whatever it is? Like, are there things that you just enjoy doing? I enjoy traveling. Okay. I mean, lately, since I've been back, I have, you know, did things around here okay. in, in Texas uh, because I'm, you know, may I have a business, I'm trying to stay close. Mm -hmm. But I, I enjoy traveling like one weekend, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to Waco and go to the Mammoth Museum and go to this or that. One week, uh, I told my son, he wasn't working, he had just graduated college. I said, I've never been to Big Ben. Let's go spend a week in I Big Ben National. Oh my goodness, that place it's is nice. beautiful. Huh. I mean, and you don't have to do anything. You just be there. Right. I mean, it That's was beautiful. Cool. But I like to travel. And, um, you know, I'm finding now that I can take more care of my health because, uh, like you said earlier, you're not connected to, I got to be at work this right. time. I got to be there from this time to this time. It, you know, I can, if I don't feel well, or if I've got it, you know, something going on, I can make appointments and I can, I can, I can put those into yeah. my schedule. So, um, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. But, um, that's my phone. But one of the other things is it gives me time to write. It gives me time to research. It gives me time to think. It gives me time to, I love learning new things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was in my fifties when I learned how to build robots and program them. Okay. And that, I love building robots. I think they're like the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. so my so. husband does for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually do not have a robot in the living room right now. <laughs> Just right now. Just right now. <laughs> what about you, Jamita? Um, typically, I like to do staycations. So, I know there's always nice hotels around. So, just going and getting a hotel, even if it's for one day or over the weekend, I like to do that. I'm, getting, I'm bad at it right now, but uh, I need to get back into the swing of that. 
Um, I also like uh, sitting on my couch and just doing nothing. No yeah. responsibility today. I'm not yeah. doing anything. I might flip on the TV or whatever. I like to catch up on reading the magazines. I have skin magazines that I need to read and uh, mm -hmm. business uh, magazines. You know, what's going on in Dallas, what's going on in Fort Worth. So to catch up and just casually, you know, read and move at my own pace. So, that's good. yeah, that's what I like to do. And I like to tinker. So tinker with uh, learning more computer stuff or whatever okay. at my own pace, you know, not under some deadline or something like that. But I do like to tinker in uh, home renovation. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. I forget that was. Yeah. So oh, that's painting cool. and redoing the closet or taking everything out and redoing everything. So Very cool. Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting because sometimes those things are just so relaxing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. other people might think, oh my gosh, that's like a project. It's a chore. Yeah. No. But it, it's, it's truly, it, it's okay. And yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I feel that way sometimes about just like, I, I don't mind like, um, redoing my space or mm -hmm. and you know it might look the same and then I switch it up every quarter or <laughs> but it's, it's just like I like doing it it's not like a big job, a it's, job just, yeah. it's just fun and it's relaxing mm -hmm. so yeah definitely I, that's really cool <laughs> I'll, so I'll have to make sure that I know to call you if there's like a tinker project that I need help with <laughs> With no deadline. Yeah, with no deadline. <laughs> Look, no deadline. Because, yeah, you might think, like, yeah, I really want to do this. And you're thinking, I don't even know where I would start or if I could ever finish something like that. But, no, I would, I would definitely uh, look you up for that. So if we were talking to your younger self about your journey, what would you say to your 15-year-old self? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, definitely to uh, have that self-confidence in yourself. You know, mm -hmm. don't doubt yourself. Um, don't quit. I mean, you're going to make mistakes, but they're uh, really lessons. So definitely don't quit. Keep the faith. I, I rely on faith for a lot. Uh, of things that I do so definitely you know believe in yourself and surround yourself with uh, positive people and people that are uh, smarter than you mm -hmm. so, so you can always learn yeah that's good yeah um to my 15 year old self <laughs> <laughs> um it's remember you're just wise you're just yeah. wise right <laughs> I'm just wise I'm just wise um just to be yourself. Um, if you try something and it doesn't work, it just didn't work. Yeah. You can either try it again or you can rework it because you know as, as you being an engineer mm -hmm. and you being in the fields that you're in consulting, if it doesn't work, you don't quit. Yeah. You never quit. And that was the thing that was instilled to me by my mother. She, uh, Her comment was, no one can do more for you than you can do for yourself. And you pick and choose the things that you want to do to make yourself successful. But it's not always about success. Sometimes, as you, as we were talking a second ago, you have to just have fun. Yeah, you just do. Just have fun. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Um, I was often think about that question, and you know, to ask, you know, what would I tell myself? And I think the biggest thing for me. Um, would have been confidence. Mm 
Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I was a cheerleader. I ran track. I was on student council. But I really wasn't as confident as people thought. Mm. And um, I, I knew I could do things. But often, sometimes, in wanting uh, acceptance, you did all those things anyway. Mm. But I wasn't as confident as I really probably could have been. So I know for me, I would, and if like people just always thought, oh, but that's been you since forever. And I'm like, not really. I mean, it was, but it was because I was really trying to cover, you know, of the lack of the confidence right. to push me out there. Mm-hmm. So I would say for me, for sure, like confidence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing about being on the camera and, and, and talking in front of the mic and all that. And um, I remember being in graduate school. I totally bombed. I bombed every, almost every presentation. <laughs> every one except maybe one I did really, really well. And um, classmate came up and said, like, I, I don't get it. Like, like, don't you like, like, you're like a people person. You like to do that. And I was like, just because I'm in that space doesn't mean it makes it comfortable for me. Yeah, that's true. Like, I have to really try like this is something ever since I was like little I've uh, and I was watching Oprah and um not the, it's the white the, the, the hair guys Phil oh I can't even remember I'm losing my train of thought I feel bad but all of those so I was a 70s kiddo so anyone who was on camera at the time like I always loved that like I just said that's where I want to be that's where I want to be that's where I want to be I want to interview people I want to hear their stories I want to talk and see the world I want to talk about journeys I've loved community service work Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I've always seen myself doing but I was totally afraid (laughs) I was totally afraid of the radio the camera all of that and so when you talk about now being an entrepreneur having fun living living like that dream that success is for me it is doing those things that i've always wanted to do mm-hmm. yeah and just let go going with it yeah. and however it it lays let it go, yeah don't let it's it go bad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of interesting because people just assume that because you're extroverted or because you're just that people uh, that, that that comes easy for right, you right. And so sometimes you have to do the hard thing. So that's one of the things that I, I when I coach the, the women that I coach, I'm like, you know, you have to put yourself in front of the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and you try and you keep trying until you figure it out. <laughs> I, I never thought anyone would ever want to listen to a, um, a female, minority female, talk about STEM on the radio. Oh, and so my much friends, good information. I, my oh. friends kept telling me, you have to do it, you have to do it, because we're sick of you talking to us. <laughs> and, um, but see, now you're talking internationally. <laughs> you're talking to everybody, everybody about it, which is great. But when, when I started the show, I, I uh, hopefully those first few shows are gone. I mean, I have copies of them, but <laughs> I, 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 I was not very well. But... I would listen to like y'all's shows and different other shows that were on my network uh-huh. and I, I learned, I still do it. 
I, I listen to everybody's listen shows to, too. To, to, to people's shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Improve and get better. Yeah. yeah. And then like That's you said, like you say, you go to things with a purpose. That was how I met you. Right. Was uh, I had not been to our sorority anything uh, since I graduated because I moved out of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved to Germany when I uh, after I graduated, and so I had not been to anything. And I came to the thing. Was like, that the STEM conference? STEM conference? Well, I came before the STEM. Came oh, that's cool. The travel thing. Right. And then she's, uh, we told her that the STEM conference yeah. was coming up. Yeah. Very cool. And yeah. so, see, I'm, we get you reconnect, back. Reconnected. <laughs> <reconnected>. That's good. <laughs> so, that's what it's all about. You go with the purpose. Yeah, that's awesome. So, as we wrap up, um, first, is there something that you're passionate about on the community side that just gets your, that just makes you feel warm, that warms your heart? Uh, well, right now, uh, on the flip side of the for profit, I have a nonprofit. Okay. called the, the Simulation Foundation. So I am very passionate with exposing the youth, such as uh, Dr. Mary uh, stated earlier, to uh, the STEM fields and not just the the ones that are well known, like I want you to be a doctor or right. this. Uh, there's lots of fields or lots of careers to go into that are not well known. So just getting them exposed to that. And also um, we have a, another side where we have adults. Uh, we're trying to provide training to uh, low-income, underrepresented uh, demographics and ex-offenders uh, to get uh, apprenticeships and um, certifications and degrees in you know, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, so that they can get uh, jobs in those fields as well. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And because I've worked with people at so many different levels, Right now, I am thoroughly enjoying working with children. Um, I work with four-year-olds once a week to just do STEM things with them, Mm -hmm. and I have and give them the critical thinking. The the vocabulary has been huge. Um, I've been so lucky that this teacher has let me. uh, This is my second year working with a group of four-year-olds doing labs and projects and so on and so forth. And hopefully I'll be going to China uh, early part of next year okay. to work at a, uh, a school that's K through, through five, uh, teaching them coding and stuff like that, but Very in a exciting. non-conventional sense. Mm-hmm. It's just teaching kids how to think and problem solve and, you know, just think of STEM in a different way and not, oh my, you know, oh my goodness, I have Like to you be, have to be afraid of it. Yeah. Right. To take away the fear. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, ladies, as we wrap ourselves up, what would you leave our audience with um, if they were interested in starting either STEM and career or STEM on the entrepreneurial side? What would you, what advice would you give to them? Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, if you think you might be interested in a a field in STEM, there's so many resources. I mean, you can go on YouTube, and like we say, we tinker around, tinker around, see if you like it. Take uh, community colleges, you know, for low cost or there's different boot camps. I mean, you just go in and see if you like it. If you don't like it, it's okay. Just try something different. But definitely find something that you're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about it, I mean, it's going to be a, a, just a job. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be you want to have fun while you're doing that. Same with, your, with being an entrepreneur. 
um, being a woman and a minority woman at that is same with uh, being in, in, in corporate America. You're one of few, so definitely have confidence, stick with it, um, and just, you know, just believe in yourself. That's good. Yeah. And remember you have a life. You know, some of us have spouses, some of us have children, we have uh, sisters, brothers, cousins, everything. You have a life outside of that and mm -hmm. within that. And you you have a tribe. Don't ever forget your village. Don't ever forget your tribe. Because without them, you couldn't really be you. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's a big thing. Very good. Well, this has been great. Love the discussion around just STEM and entrepreneurship and how you all are really making your um, paths very successful um, and obviously um, much success um, to both of you as you continue to your journey. Dr. Mary Payton, Jamita Machen, um, you have been listening to the Aaliyah Henry Show and uh, thank you for tuning in and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Remember, be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.